telling you I have something to shout about. Hallelujah. It's our man of having something to shout about. And definitely the Lord has given us something to shout about. And I'm going to be teaching on the priorities of God. Someone shout the priorities of God. Priorities of God. And I'm going to read the scriptures we mean, alright? Now, uh, for five weeks now, we've been teaching about the priorities of God. This is a series of teaching. And we said the first priority of God is the name and the person of Jesus. The second priority is what? The third priority is what? And the fourth priority is what? Alright. And today I'm going to be teaching on go there, which is the fifth priority of God. Tell somebody, go there. Go there. Where are we going? <laughs> Hallelujah. We are going there. And when Jesus Christ, I'm teaching on go there. Hallelujah. When Jesus Christ died, the Bible says he rose on the tenth day. And when he rose on the tenth day, the Bible says he appeared unto the disciples. The disciples were gathered in a chamber and they were all together with dogs closed, everything locked up, windows closed, that there will be no entry of the leader of the town. But however, was and Jesus appeared unto the disciples. In that scenario, we hear that um, Thomas said, unless he touched the palm of Jesus, he will not believe that he has resurrected, alright? Alright, so Jesus Christ appeared unto them, and then when he appeared in the book of Mark chapter 16, the verse 15, can we read it? Mark chapter 15, the verse 16. Bible said Jesus Christ gave them, touched them with a great commission. Not God. He touched them with a great commission. Hallelujah. And as he touched them with a great commission, the book of Mark chapter 16, the verse 2, he said, Go into the world and preach the gospel to every preacher. Hallelujah. And then verse 16, he said, For those that will believe shall be saved, and those that will not believe will be condemned. Is it in your Bible? Is it in your Bible? Yes. Am I quoting right? Am I quoting right? Yes. Okay, so he said, for going into the world, now preach, number one is to preach the gospel to every creature. So one, preach to gospel and to be creature. I'm going to be on this particular three things. Number one, he said that you preach. Number two, he says the gospel. And number three, he says that to every creature. Hallelujah. Now, the other day, I was talking about how to be relevant, and I said that if you are going to be relevant, there is a need for you to be a student of the word. You remember that there is a trend coming where Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 2, that men will say, let us go to the mouth of the Lord, that we will be taught the ways of the Lord. Are you with me? And I said that how can you be taught the way of the Lord if you yourself are not a student of the word? How can we teach if we are not students of the word? Are you here? Are you here? So I've dealt with the answer of the preaching, but he said, Gospel and he says to every creature, what gospel? What the gospel? What the gospel? What the gospel? The gospel simply is the good news. The good news. And the, the good news is about the death, the life lived of Christ. The death, the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. Most of the time people say the good news is only three. The death, the death and resurrection. But it goes beyond that. There is the life Jesus Christ lived. But he wants us also to live. And there is an ascension. Are you with me? So the gospel is made up of five major things. Five which also represent grace. Five major things. The one is what? The birth, the life lived, the death, the resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. This is what the gospel is all about. So when I say I preach the gospel, the good news, this is the five major pillars of the gospel. Are you here? Oh, come on, respond with me. Are you here? Yeah, sure. So, these are the five major pillars. Now, you said, this 
gospel must be preached to every creature. Now, you see, we Christians have been given the responsibility of giving the unbelievers an opportunity to be saved. You here, you have the responsibility hmm, of giving an opportunity to an unbeliever to be saved. What the responsibility? I want an opportunity. And this opportunity is not created by the unbelievers, by the spirit, by believers, so that the unbelievers or the lost will be able to come to Christ. So the reason why this is created or this opportunity is created by the believers and not the unbelievers is because the unbelievers are already lost. So they, they don't they don't they also know they are lost. So they will not see the need for the light. Are you with me? But it is our duty to create an opportunity for the unbelievers to be saved. So we are being sent with the gospel of Christ to go into the world. And this gospel of Christ is able to save. It's able to save and to save every creature. And that's how we're going to go speak the gospel to what every creature. Now, I want you to walk with me carefully, alright? Now, you said that every creature, every creature, every creature. And I spoke the other day about how that every creature also includes even animals. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk about an aspect which I have not touched on. He says the gospel should be preached to every creature. Now, you have to be very serious with this. Because these teachings are the foundations of our, 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 our Christian faith. Hallelujah. Many people are Christians, but I do not know why they are Christians. Hallelujah. And these teachings are going to shape your life. And I was thinking for you to be attentive, jot something down, read the Bible. Hallelujah. Okay, now, there is a need for us to preach the gospel to every preacher. And there is one particular creature that we all overlook, and which is the black cells. The black cells. The black cells. Now, uh, I said last week, this, is, this service is called their service. Many people are making a way for evangelism. Now, there is a creator that the Lord wants us to speak the gospel to, which is our black self. And every human body has black cells. Why? Because every human body is made up of about five liters of blood. Are you with me? You are sitting down here, estimate you have about five liters of blood. You know, and one liter of coke, right? You have about five of it in your body as blood. And it has five liters of um, gallons of blood in your body. It contains 30 trillion of blood cells. Do you remember our science? Red blood cells and white blood cells. Those are four of our leaders that look at. It's as if it's as if we were looking elsewhere. Hallelujah. So then, scripture uh, says that science tells us that the body or the blood contains 30 trillion of blood cells. Now, there is a word in uh, in science called apoptosis. Say apoptosis. Okay. Uh, A-P-O-P-T-O-S-I-S. Apoptosis. And this is the process by which the blood cells dies when growth and development is going on, which causes aging. Please follow me carefully. Follow me carefully. I'm not teaching science, I'm teaching the word of God. But there is a need for me to go to science to teach you. There is a word called apoptosis in science. And this apoptosis is a process by which the body goes through, alright? And as the body goes through this process of changing and growing, we have blood cells dying. Huh? So each one of us here, every time you are celebrating your birthday, you have a blood cell in your body that is dying. 
And what is the cause of this black cell? What is causing this black cell? Or what happens after this black cell dies? This, the death of this black cell causes aging. It, it's the reason why we have gray hairs. It's the reason why um, people have their bodies wrinkling. Are you with me? So the, the process of apoptosis is the reason why people age. Simply to put, apoptosis is the process by which black cells die and then it causes aging. So there is a thing for us to speak the gospel to the black cell. Okay. Okay. You are being told by scientists that you should eat good food, eat um, healthy, and not eat junk. Because they want you to eat healthy so that your black cells can be healthy. Are you with me? Because when your black cells die and they are not being replaced, you begin to age. You know some people are young but they look old. Oh, are you with me? Are you with me? Some people are young but they look old. And it's the reason being that their black cell is dying faster. And we are told physically that when you eat certain, certain um, food or products, it keeps your immune system active and it even makes your blood cells healthy. And these blood cells fight against bacteria. Are you here? Okay, now let me go there. Can I go there? Can I go there? Oh, come on, can I go there? Okay, now, which means that if we are able to stop the blood cells from dying, it means we can stop aging. It means if we are able to stop blood cells from dying and damaging, it means we can stop aging. And the reason why we are being told to eat healthy is because they want the blood cells to be healthy so that you can live long. But if the blood cells do not damage, there is a possibility of you living your life without aging. And that's how we see some people who look young even though they are still in their 40s, their 50s. Even in their 60s, they still look young. It's not about how they dress. Their face never changed. Are you here? Yeah. It is because they have, they've been taking products that have been able to keep their blood cells active without them aging. So as we are here, if we are able to keep your blood cells very active without dying and any damages or replacement of your blood cells, by eating right and eating healthy, you will not age. Are you here? And Bible said, man shall not live by what? But by what? By my what? Oh, come on, by my what? Hey! See, because all the teaching is going, some of you are not sure what to say. But by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So man will not eat by bread alone. It means that, so if we are to eat bread, bread has a limit. So it's a bodily exercise prophets little. So there is a limit that when we eat healthy, the one thing is able to do is to make sure we live prolonged and we don't die young. But when the word of God comes in and we begin to die, and begin to die on the word of God, suddenly we don't only live long, we don't age, we don't die. Is it too heavy for you? <laughs> is it too heavy for you? So man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out. So if you feast on the balance that which the word of God, you as a person will not have your skin wrinkled. You as a person will not die. Not even to talk about dying young. 
You will not die old, you will not die young. Have you wondered how the olden days they were able to live about 365 years? Others were able to live after 800 and something something years. But we live up to a particular age. We've not had in our tent now that someone has been able to pull across 200 going. The height you see is 100 something, 150, 130 something. Do you hear? And have you ever wondered why it is so? Can I go there? So, it, is not, it, it has nothing to do with that since Adam committed. Okay. Remember, I told you last week about how that we are fearful, right? And I said that being fearful doesn't mean that you are ugly, physical. Being fearful simply means that you speak a word and it comes to pass. Are you here? I'm doing my message. But being fearful simply means that speaking a word and it comes to pass, and not because you are ugly. Now, if speaking a word and it comes to pass makes you fearful, then how about you speaking to your black cells? How about you going to your black cell and speaking to your black cell? Not to die. Not to get damaged. You've never ever considered speaking the gospel to your black cell. You'll be only thinking that the gospel is for the unbelievers. But how about your black self? Because the gospel is able to save. The gospel indeed belongs to the power of God. But it's able to save. So how about our black self? But we may be able to think because the greater work shall we do. You can do more work if you are life long, right? Alright, let's read the book of Matthew chapter 9, the verse 5. Matthew chapter 9, the verse 5. I want us all to read it. Matthew chapter 9, the verse 5. You are there, shall glory. Glory. Alright, one, two, let's go. And Jesus Christ said that which one is easy to say or which one is easier to say? That to tell somebody that your sins are forgiven you or to say that rise up and walk. In other words, the forgiveness of sin, forgiving someone's sin and healing someone, one is difficult than the other. Is it, which one is easier? That to tell the person that your sins are forgiven and that rise up a good one is easier. So there is a comparison of difficulties here. There is a comparison here. Are you here? So to me, which one is easier? <laughs> you see, the reason why Jesus Christ asked them the question was because the people were astonished. They were amazed at the manner at which Jesus Christ worked out miracles. Because in those days, when someone is, is a leper, when someone is a criminal and they're supposed to heal such a person, what they tell the person, they pray for the person, they pray for the person and say, you are healed, take out your bed and go home. But when Jesus Christ came, he didn't say you are healed. He said, your sins are forgiven thee, go home. And immediately, the man began walking and the man went home. And the Pharisees began asking him questions that, with which manner of authority do you speak? And he asked them, which one is easier? 
say that thy sins are forgiven thee, or you are healed, or rise up and walk. In other words, Jesus Christ was trying to make us understand that it is easier to forgive the sins of people than to even heal. However, in the easy thing, in the, the, in the ability to forgive is healing. Forgiveness has an ability of, heal, of healing people. Forgiveness. You see, I said the other day that most people have heart attacks and have heart issues because they have harbored unforgiveness and hatred and pain in their heart. And this has nothing to do with any spiritual thing. It is because of unforgiveness. And the moment they forgive, the healing process has begun. So, when Jesus saw the man, he knew his problem was the fact that he was a cripple. But his problem was his sins. Which one is easier? So, which one is easier? To speak salvation to thy blood cells or to say thy sins are forgiven? What am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? It is easier to forgive. And in that, healing takes place. I'm even teaching how to heal people. I'm teaching how to even work out healing. Are you with me? There is a gift of working out miracles. Miracles are worked out. They are worked. It's not bread. They are worked. So, there are things where you see a cripple. You see a blind man. You see someone who cannot walk. People who usually have joint pains is usually attached to black cells. So when you take out that blood cell and you give life to that blood cell, healing takes place. And the forgiveness has a way of repairing blood cells that brings healing to the body, that is able to pump blood from the lungs to the heart well. That's why it's important from the arteries to whatever to whatever. Are you here? Are you here? Forgiveness has a healing ability. Say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Hallelujah. This is, there is no need for you to have all things in part. The gospel of forgiveness has an ability of healing. And it has an ability of even raising the people. And that is what God wants us to come to understand that we must go there. Going there to preach what? To preach the gospel. The gospel of salvation. Which also includes forgiveness. Are you here? When you see someone with an ear problem, first thing you should even be thinking about is blood cells. Is it not amazing that? Oh, can I go there? go there? Is it not amazing that we say that someone is dumb? The person cannot speak, right? When someone is with a dumb spirit, the person cannot speak, right? And that dumb spirit, when I say come out, that dumb spirit is able to hear me and come out. Are you here? Okay. They say, Obi, you're here. And I have some tears. Who are you? They say, Just say, We won't be at the one in the moon. They won't be because it's a dumb spirit. That's so easy, right? But when I speak to this unclean spirit, it is a dumb spirit. That unclean spirit means the dumb spirit hears me and comes out. How? How? You never thought about it, right? 
I'm talking about blood cells, which we have an ability to go there with the gospel of Christ. Some of us could In other words, also, demons have an ability to heal. That is why it is possible to go to the gym and still get healed. But if it will last, is the problem. If it will be complicated or not, is the problem. Because when a demon leaves, it goes back to prepare seven other major people now, much more mindful it is to, uh, to occupy that space. Now, I'm going somewhere with my message. <laughs> now, this black cell. God wants us speaking the gospel to this black cell. That when there is any infirmity in your body, when there is any illness in your body, you don't speak in call vision. What you begin to call, you speak to that thing. And you begin to command your blood cells to come alive. If you are there and you feel a sharp pain in your head, you pretty don't get scared. What, you, what happens to you is that you speak because you are fearfully made. And you speak to that blood cell that's not flowing well in your head to begin to flow well. That the blood cells or the blood in your veins are not flowing well. That are causing your pulse to slow down. You speak to it. Some of you, you walk small in your pants and your, your breath is slow. You begin to speak to those blood cells. That I can I cannot be asthmatic. No, 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 no. I cannot be losing my breath. I speak to you blood cell in my body. You must go there. Will you go there? You, you must go there. But when you see a cripple, when you see a man person, you don't get scared, you speak. You, you, you must not fear to go there because you know you are careful made. Oh, glory. 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 Now let me then switch. Now, God also wants us speak Gospel to men, men, physical men, you and I, human beings. Why does God want you to speak to human beings? See, this night thing is not really good. Because this message is supposed to go somewhere, but I need to cut it. Now, God wants us speaking to human beings. He wants us to go to human beings and speak to them about the word of God. Why does He want us to go? It is His priority. It is the priority of God that we go there, we go to men, we get, we go to ghettos. Even if you take us to go to televisions, to use our phones, to use social media, to use the radio, whichever means we will use, there is a need for us to go there. God wants us to go there and we will tell men how he cares about them. But he, God, is ever ready to take the obstacle that blocks you from going to God away. He says that you don't need to do anything to get closer to him, but just repent and he will take those stumbling blocks that blocks you from getting to him so you can come closer to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Be with me. Are you with me? Alright. He wants us to make people know that he cares for them. He doesn't want us to go about teaching people about hellfire. How at the wood Series of God's priorities. Hallelujah. Now, God 
In the mind of God, why he sends us to go there is not to go condemn people or tell them that if you should die today, where will you go? That's the question of God. You know what God used. But if you die today, where will you go? And then you need to become a baby. <laughs> and then the time you see Christ, we consult with him. And you too. <laughs> and the reason why you are doing it is the fear of death. Not the, for the love of God. But for the fear of dying and not knowing where you will end up. And God doesn't want us coming to him because we fear. He wants us coming to him because we love him. And that's why we are being sent. Because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word, because if you are going there with your word
who will not see me, but they will hear my words. But what comes to pass in their life after they hear, they hear the word of God? Or they hear my voice? What comes to pass in their life? What comes to pass in your life when people hear you talk? Or what comes to pass in the life of others when they hear you talk? Or all your conversation is all about gossiping about people. Is that your conversation? When you get up in the morning, the first thing you take is people say, because we should have done you're not waiting. Yeah, I think. 
and just give them the love of God. Gradually, they will come to understand the love of God and they will be purified. There are some who are stubborn. Yeah, I know. But it's a seed you are sowing. Keep sowing that seed. And as much as you are sowing that seed in that particular person of which the gospel to that person, when the person comes to change them, wow, we need a change. But who is the one that he has to wear wise? Hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Can we go there? Can we go to our families? Can we go to our friends? Can we go around and speak the gospel of Christ? Which I've already told you about the gospel. But there is a need. What is left is for us to go there. Go to that home. Go to that community. Go to that person.
Et tout dit, allez négocier avec lui. Et où ça Et où Quand ça va, et où ça Et où Il a dit, You are in maybe you give it in part of your body. You gave me away an expectation. But as I was teaching, I was even prophesying to you. As I was teaching, I was speaking the word of God to you to grow you up. For the kingdom of God is not in words of advice and wisdom, but in the demonstration of power. And as the word of God has been taught, there is a need for power to back it. And today, power is not only in my hands, power is in your hands. right now. I don't know what you think because we've come to the city month of the year and there's another city month to go to end the year. Listen, all hope is not lost. And I said last yesterday night that the, 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 the presence of the darkness tells us how brightly we will shine. And if there is any darkness in our life, it is to our advantage. And because of rejoice, always rejoice.
words, 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 words. But we're just mere words we spoke. Words, words. I can't begin to speak at all. Don't look at me or speak. Speak, don't look at me. Speak. I'm telling you what your words can do. If the words of someone can make dummy shrink, how much more the words? Five points get missing. How much more your words? People get a lot of testimonies, miracles happening in their life. How much more your words? They tell even hearing. They tell even speaking. Short legs coming out, coming out. Only by words. Make all shut Well, now. 